0: Welcome to the episode, dear listener. Before we get started today, I want to let you know that you can win a copy of my Kitchen Arsenal Preventive and Kitchen Arsenal Cure Recipe Guide to kick that cold or flu right to the curb before it even starts. I love this guide. I love it because it's so important as we head into cold and flu season with the added pandemic on our hands. We just can't boost our immune system enough right now. These rescue remedies, they're full of ingredients you already have in your kitchen. So if you want to get your hands on these must-have sickness buster recipes, all you have to do is leave a written review for the Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, leave it on iTunes, take a screenshot of your review, and email it to hello at karenhaley.com But the subject line, podcast review. I'll send you your kitchen arsenal preventive and kitchen arsenal recipe guide as my way of saying thank you. Thank you for listening and for reviewing the show. My email again is hello at dot com, and I can't wait to reward you for leaving a review. All right, let's go ahead and get started with the episode. Let me ask you a question, are you feeling stressed? (laughs) That's a silly question, right? Of course you're feeling stressed, but how stressed? On a scale of one to 10, where are you at? Stress just comes with being human, right? And maybe a little bit more for us, we've got IBD and all the lovely things that go along with that. The abdominal pain, bloating, gas, diarrhea, hemorrhoids, rectal fissures, and fistulas, weight loss, fatigue. Sometimes we have heartburn or acid reflux, ulcers in our mouth, possibly joint pain or skin rashes. The challenges with Crohn's and colitis abound. And there's motherhood. And don't get me started on the stress that that creates. I've been a mom for almost 19 years Oh, yikes when I say that, it sounds so long, but oh, those stressful moments that have come up throughout my kids' lifespan. And yes, there have been those crazy stressful, those out there moments that you can never possibly plan for. Like when my then two-year-old wandered off at one of those big crowded craft fairs, thankfully, What actually happened is he saw his dad in the distance and he hopped out of his stroller to run to him. But at the time, I didn't know that. And it was a really stressful few minutes with me screaming his name. Or when one of my kids accidentally shot the other one with a BB gun. Or when my then eight-year-old got a concussion because his brother dared him to take a steep jump on his bike. Thank God he was wearing his helmet. I don't even want to think about how bad that could have been. We all have crazy motherhood moments, but it's not just about those crazy moments. There's stress in those day-to-day moments too. If you're in the baby or the toddler phase right now, you know stress because you probably are sleep deprived. With school-aged kids keeping up with their activities, it's a nightmare. And with teenagers and hormones, all that need to separate and just spread their wings. The mental stress and worry that you have about them, it's so intense. And apparently just motherhood and IVD, it isn't enough. Now we have to add coronavirus to contend with. Many of our kids, they're schooling at home right now and they spend countless hours each day on the computer trying to learn, trying to socially distance and deal with just how crazy it is that they can't hug or even hang out with their friend. How do you explain that to a five-year-old? Maybe you've had to leave your job during all of this to care for your kids. According to census.gov, one in five parents have left their jobs to provide childcare for their kids during this pandemic. And women, women 25 to 44 years old, they're three times more likely to leave their jobs than men. And since we have IBD with a diminished immune function and increased inflammation, especially if we're on biologics or steroids, we're worried about contracting COVID. And then what's our prognosis if we do get it? Just mentioning all the stress, all the stress we're under right now, it makes my heart beat a little bit faster. It makes me feel for you, dear one. How are you doing right now? Has your Crohn's or colitis suffered because of it? Mine definitely has. You're under more stress than anyone would consider reasonable. We both are, and it's tough. There's just no denying it. Feeling overwhelmed with stress makes me wonder, What effect does all this stress have on our IBD? When it comes to all the things I can think of that negatively impact our Crohn's and colitis, what we might eat, the quality of our sleep and our stress levels, something that I've learned from my clients and also in my own experience is that stress has a huge, a bigger impact on our IBD than we might initially realize. Many stress gurus out there, they'll tell you all you have to do is reduce your stress. Stop feeling the stress. Ignore the stress. Put the right armor on and stress won't bring you down. Just have less stress. I'm sorry, but I got to call BS on that. We're moms. We have a chronic illness. We have to deal with coronavirus and quarantining. We can't just Harry Potter this whole thing away. Stress doesn't work like that. Studies show that adverse life events like a pandemic, for example, or chronic stress, depression, which I'd argue those are all stress-related, each one of these will increase the likelihood of an IBD flare-up. How can we navigate everything that's going on in our life right now with a positive attitude, without letting stress get so impactful that it brings our Crohn's and colitis right down the toilet. Like every good mystery TV show, we love it when the detective has that aha moment and it changes the course of everything. And within our stress mystery that we're talking about here, our aha moment, it starts with a little thing called insight insight into what's going on behind the scenes. Today, we're gonna to start our stress and IBD conversation by unraveling this stress mystery at its most basic level, the aha moment level. At this first moment, when we we might not initially recognize the stress, but if we do learn to recognize it, recognize it at this point, if we do start to be conscious about what's going on, We can use this inside of our body knowledge, not to our detriment, but to our advantage. Today on the podcast, we'll uncover the hormone that controls all this stress and wreaks havoc on our gut health if we don't stop the vicious cycle. We'll talk about what's objective versus subjective stress and what does it have to do with our IB response to it. We'll get into the difference between acute stress and chronic stress. Again, focusing on how it impacts your Crohn's and colitis. And then finally, we'll talk about my three-step stress-busting process you can use to do it like a mom to ensure your stress won't bring your IBD down with it. That's what I want for you. Let's start with the stress mystery the would-be aha moment, if we were aware of it. The insight piece into what's going on inside our body when we first experience stress. This is the knowledge we all need to get started really understanding our stress and how it affects all the systems that our body and our gut the most. If we don't have that aha insight early on, stress, it starts to really impact us in negative ways. To say that our bodies are complicated is the understatement of the year, especially when it comes to the stress response. I get kind of geeked out and excited about this whole process, and I could go on forever about it, way too long for this podcast. So, for the sake of time and the sake of our episode today, I'm going to give you the highlights because I think they're important. But if you're like me, and you wanna know more about this stress response, about the nervous system reaction, about what's happening within our body, you can check out my stress management tool belt PDF guide. It's a resource I created just for you. And if you wanna take today's conversation just a little bit deeper, your stress management tool belt guide will walk you through the whole body's response to stress at the nervous system level. It's definitely cool information to have, And it can help you more with that aha moment, that I think I'm getting stressed moment that you want to know early so you can nip it in the bud before it starts to harm your gut. My stress management tool belt guide will also take you through acute stress versus chronic stress in more detail than we're going to talk about today. And it will also give you 11, 11 stress busting techniques that you can hold in your imaginary tool belt, mama, and you can whip it out at a moment's notice whenever you need those tools. If you want to get your hands on this new free resource, just go to karenhaley.com forward slash stress. Or you can find the link in the show notes. That's Karen, K A R Y N, Haley, H A L E Y dot com forward slash stress okay how about a quick highlight a quick highlight reel into this stress response at the nervous system level remember if you can catch that stress if you can catch your stress here in the aha moment you'll be ahead of all the stressed out fatigued mamas out there and you'll know exactly what to do about it and we'll talk about how you can do that in just a moment so when you think about stress, you might think you would feel it in your head first, right? It makes sense. But actually, no, not true. Even at the nerve-ending level in our body, where we should feel our stress first is our gut. And of course, if you listen to episode 6, Use the Gut-Brain Connection to Your IBD Advantage, you know that this makes complete sense. Can you catch your stress Here, with the first twinges or gurgles in your belly, if you can, you might be able to ward off a full blown meltdown, stress meltdown, or an anxiety attack. As you might expect, because of that awesome gut brain connection we have, our stressful feeling continues to rise as it reaches up towards the brain. It goes from the gut to that vagus nerve, it goes up into the brain to places like the amygdala and the hypothalamus. If the stress continues to build, then that amazing body we have, it kicks into high gear and it tells the body, it's time, it's time to let the whole body, it's time to go through all the body systems, it's time to let the whole body know that we are on alert. It sends that signal through the sympathetic nervous system. And if we aren't in a true fight or flight scenario, you know, really in danger for our life. And the good news is that the nervous system has another great fail safe called the parasympathetic nervous system. It can kick in and then things can calm down. Isn't it so cool? I find this so cool, all the warning bells and systems that we have in our body. This is the reason that I get so geeked out over this. Our bodies want to be in balance, and they have this truly ingenious system that makes it happen. We just have to listen. When our body talks, we have to listen. Usually we just aren't tuned in enough to notice the tiny little tingles and the twinges in our body. If the parasympathetic nervous system, that fail-safe to get our body back on track, if it fails to turn off quickly, here's where the trouble begins that amazing body, that amazing system we have, it's always in constant communication with all the parts of our body. And it will then signal this energy burst to hormones like adrenaline. Now, if you're multitasking, come back to me, come back to me now, because during this stress response within our body, during this whole explanation, here's the part that I want you to come back to me for because here's where you have the power. Here's where you have the power to change your body. This constant energy surge of adrenaline, when we never allow the body to calm down, it creates a release of another hormone called cortisol. And whoa, let me tell you about the ravages of bursts of cortisol that never goes down because we're experiencing constant stress. Cortisol, it's like a wildfire in your body. It's it's like there's these tiny little miniature firefighters in there and they're trying their hardest to make a dent in the fire, but it keeps burning and it keeps burning. This is the place where your IBD is going to take a hit every time. Can you imagine the constant stress fire in your body? One that never goes out. Of course it makes our gut disorder worse. Of course it does. An internal wildfire and in IBD, they just don't mix. With all the stress, all the stress that you're feeling right now between IBD and motherhood and COVID, can you imagine how the nervous system reactions like our hormones within the cortisol and the adrenal levels, can you imagine how whacked out they must be right now? These systems and chemicals, they have a direct link to our immune function and our inflammatory response. We know Crohn's and colitis, they're autoimmune diseases where the immune system, it literally attacks the body. And we know this illness, it involves inflammation throughout the body. It's no wonder we're so impacted by stress. Now, some people might give up here They might say, there's really nothing I can do about it. I've made the connection and that's really all that there is to be done. But I say, hell to the no, fear not. Fear not, awesome mama, because this insight will set you free when it comes to stress. The good news, the good news is that the age-old wisdom that says knowledge is power, it really is true. Insight about what's going on with the stress inside your body, it can really be the difference. It can be the difference from same old flare-ups to thriving with IBD. The impact stress will have on you depends on two things. It depends on how long does that stress last when you have it, and what's the intensity level of the stress. When it comes to how long we've had the stress, We're talking about the difference between acute and chronic stress. With acute stress, the stress is short-lived. It comes when you least expect it. It's out of the blue. One minute you're fine and the next wham! It's like when you slam on the brakes because a car pulls out in front of you. It's the call that might come in the middle of the night and it tells you that a loved one is in the hospital. It could even be an unexpected argument with your spouse when things heat up quickly. With acute stress, we usually feel it physically, whether we recognize it or not. It might be those butterflies or gurgling in your stomach. It might be the heart pounding, sweat forming on your brow. You know that feeling. With chronic stress, We've been dealing with that for a long time. That's that kind of stress, the kind of stress that is long-term. It's that chronic level of that cortisol hormone we were talking about. It surges and stays surges, and then you start to feel fatigued, depressed, chronically anxious, and physically sick. Chronic stress like homeschooling your kids when you never thought you were going to do that before leaving your job because your family needs you at home, living in a world in fear, thinking that you might contract COVID. That's chronic stress. It's all about the cortisol. And research shows that high levels of the stress hormone, that sustained state of chronic stress, it will suppress your immune system. It will give you chronic low levels of inflammation It can even cause grief, sadness, and marital challenges. Are any of these scenarios familiar to you? If they are, I'm wondering what role does stress play here? And what can we do about it? Do we have any control when it comes to stress? Is there anything we can do at all? Well, remember, I'll never be a fan of the just don't feel it, just don't feel the stress mentality. That's just nonsense. But if psychology has taught me anything, it's that while we can't control everything that life throws at us, we can control our reaction to it. Have you ever heard about objective versus a subjective experience? Objective experiences, those are those factual ones. There's no denying it, it's all about the facts. Where a subjective experience, that is where there's more gray there. It involves thoughts and feelings and everyone has a different reaction. I'm a teacher at heart, so when I think about objective versus subjective, I always think about a test. There's the objective kind of test where there's only one right answer, like a multiple choice kind of test. Or there's a subjective test Maybe an essay test, that would be a subjective test. I'm always more partial to the essay type because I like to live in the gray. The subjective part of stress, you know, our thoughts and our feelings behind it, that's what we can control. It's not the stress itself that kicks our IBD in the butt, it's our reaction to it. Why is it that the exact same experience, like an argument with a friend, It can be perceived by one friend as no big deal, just a blip, while the other friend might have a searing, burning memory of what happened that they just can't get out of their head. Experiences are subjective. It's all about our perception. And stress is subjective too. And how we experience the stress in our life, it will determine how it impacts our Crohn's and our colitis. And I don't know about you, but... That's enough to make me want to work harder at my reaction to the stress in my life. Because there's actually a piece of it that I can control. Oh, and I love to be in control. Why do you think I work every day to lessen my type A tendencies? Remember that control I just said? Yeah, I work every day to lessen that. It's a constant battle, but I work at it every day because I know it's within my power Maybe you can relate to that too. Knowing that we have the power to frame our stress to our own subjective experience, that is a powerful feeling and it's a powerful tool. It can take some of the pressure off of our initial reaction because we know that doesn't have to be where it ends. That's just our initial reaction. Take our acute stress reaction, for example. Remember, that's that in-the-moment stress, that unexpected stress. We might feel like we wanna explode when a coworker challenges us on a project that we thought was great, or when we get into an argument with our partner, or when our kids are trying our patience with sassy remarks. Knowing that stress is subjective, we know that we don't have to settle for our first reaction. We can take a deep breath, and change the course of our response, and thus reduce our body's stress response to what's going on around us. It's a win-win for us, and whoever it is that's annoying us, because engaging in those petty fights, engaging in them, it never gets you the desired result, does it? It never does. Both parties, they just walk away angry and annoyed, and stressed. And if you're saying, well, All of this, it sounds wonderful in a perfect world. If you're thinking that you could never manage your stress in a subjective way, I really do get it. I I do. I completely get it. I used to think of myself in that way too. The The truth is that anyone can do this. We just have to start small and be okay with imperfect baby action steps. And of course, we have to celebrate. We have to celebrate even the smallest of wins here. I'm a work in progress with this type of stress response too. I'm not saying I'm perfect. Definitely not. I'm definitely getting better though. And I work at it every day. And you can too. I know you can do this, mama. You can have a positive impact on your own stress and use it to keep your IBD in check. Let's talk about that three-step process I mentioned at the beginning, the one that you can use when it comes to putting your stress management tool belt on, and I just kind of have to like stand like a Wonder Woman with my hands on my hips when I say that because it just makes me feel strong and powerful, like I have this imaginary tool belt on. We'll start with those steps, the three steps, and then what I'd like to do after that is kind of give you some real-life scenarios so that you can relate to how this Three step process would actually look. So, for step number one, when it comes to stress, we recognize it. We recognize it as early as possible. If we can recognize it on the physiological level, right? That level we were talking about earlier, when we talked about how those feelings start in your gut, move up through your brain, and then they head out to the entire nervous system, and then hormone chemicals start to get released, that cortisol gets released, if we can notice our stress here first in one of those stages with either the sweaty palms or the tingling arm armpits, I don't know about you, but I get that. A little embarrassing, but yes, I do. The racing heart, the queasy feeling that we might get in our gut, all of those things and more, right? If we can recognize it there, then we have a chance to halt the stress response before it gets out of control. Step number one recognize it early with step two after we recognize it we make stress a subjective experience we address our own thoughts and feelings behind the stress and to do this you might want to ask yourself a few questions why are you reacting this particular way what is it about this moment that's particularly as the teenagers like to call it triggering Can you take a step back and let what's going on just maybe marinate for a beat before you react? When stress is at play, taking a beat is always wise. If you have to respond in this moment, how can you reframe what you're feeling and let that guide your response? What if the other person's negative emotions have nothing to do with you and everything to do with them? Does knowing this change your response in any way? Remember, step number two, stress is subjective. Reframe it and make it work for you. Step number three, I know this step is gonna sound a little crazy, but we have to make friends with our stress. Yes, I said it. We have to make friends with our stress. In fact, I want you to let stress be your best girlfriend. That girlfriend who talks to you, who gives you signals to help you be your best self, gives you warnings when something is a little off. Isn't that just the best girlfriend in the whole world, right? That girlfriend that has your back, that tells you when something's wrong. It can guide you. Stress can actually guide you. So when you make friends with it, You can see the stress in a whole new light, a light that guides you to positivity, a light that is a positive impact on your Crohn's and colitis instead of letting it bring you down. So there you have it. That's your three steps, your three-step stress response. Recognize it early, reframe it if possible, and make friends with your stress. Let's put these steps into practice now. This is the juicy part. Let's actually put this into real life. Let's put this into practice so you can see how you can do it like a mom and rock your stress management tool belt. Okay, let's take an acute problem, a problem that all moms encounter, a problem like the demands on a mom's time. Woo, that's a big one. We all experience this daily. When we have kids, our time is never our own. Kids need help with schoolwork. Kids need to go places. Maybe they need to go to dance practice or football practice. Kids might want to have a snack, or I guess they actually have to eat dinner every once in a while, and they might want to be read a bedtime story. Or if you have kids that are like mine, their favorite thing to do is to try to get my attention when I'm in the bathroom. With three energetic boys, any given day in my house, it's enough to give me stress. And it raises my blood pressure and my heart rate sometimes. Since this used to be a daily pitfall for me, where I would end up being, at best, annoyed. On my best day, I would call myself annoyed mom. But on my worst day, yelly mom. You know, the mom who yells all the time. And I really dislike being that mom. I knew I had to get a hold of this situation before it ruined my relationship with my kids. I used this very three-step stress-busting plan, and I was able to get that acute stress under control, at least better control, I'll say. So step one with this particular scenario. Whenever it happened, whenever I started to feel stressed by People just dragging and pulling me for my time. I finally recognized it. I recognized it at the cellular level. For me, when I caught it early, I realized that I was getting this tightness in my belly. I call it my belly, but actually it's just right below the rib cage. There would be kind of a feeling of tightness there. And if it was later on in the stress journey, I realized that I almost had this anxious energy, almost like I was on hyper alert. And when my kids started to constantly vie for my attention, I would either get it there, right below my belly, or I would just kind of feel on hyper alert. Okay, moving on to step two. After I recognized it, now it was time for me to try a reframe. How could I see this differently? How could I compromise on what was set in stone. In a moment of reflection, I really did need to reflect about this because I wasn't happy, but in a moment of reflection about this, I realized that I was actually the culprit here. Most of the problem was me. I wasn't setting enough boundaries with my kids so that they thought that I was always in mom mode. So I work from home, I homeschool my kids, I take them to their activities, and I break up their arguments. Sometimes I feel like I'm just a referee around the house, but I also make sure they get fed, and it was just too much. I needed to realize my limitations and to set a schedule for when I'm a mom, when I'm in mom mode, and when I'm in work mode. And once I set that schedule, I'm really good when I put my mind to something, so I stuck to it. And it was hard. It was hard, especially in those moments when the kids wanted me to do something fun. But I wasn't in mom mode at that time. I was in work mode. But little by little, I took those imperfect baby steps and I got used to it. I got used to it and I began to feel the stress. Like I could actually feel it melting away. And I stopped feeling like I was being... In different directions. In step number three, I made friends with this stressor. I know I'd be lying to you if I told you that the process always worked because it doesn't always work, but it works a lot of the time because I made friends with it. I got really up close and cozy with it. Because I know my own pitfalls with this, now I can recognize and course correct quickly if I feel myself getting stuck in those bad old habits. Being flexible and open to trying new things has actually made this stressor a confidence booster for me because I realized that I had control over it. There's a lot of confidence in that. My kids still haven't learned not to bother me when I go to the stinking bathroom, but I handle that, too, because now I just lock the door and they can bang away, but they're just going to have to wait because bathroom time is my time. No exceptions. With this stressor, I mainly used the reframe technique, but there's actually four other acute stress busting techniques that I mentioned in your stress management tool belt, that free resource I mentioned at the top of the podcast. I love these other techniques too. So I hope that you will check that out. Get your hands on it. You can download it when you go to karenhaley.com forward slash stress. Or of course, you can check the show notes. You can click on it there as well. Now this process, this process that I just described, the one I used for dealing with this particular acute stress that I was having, the one where my time was not my own, this won't work for everyone. It might not work for you if you have younger kids, especially in this case, I know there's a solution there for you. I know that this is figureoutable. It just might take some brainstorming on your part and it might look drastically different from how it worked for me. In the case of younger kids, the question is, can your partner help out? What about a babysitter or a family member or a neighbor or a friend? Who can help you lighten your load so you don't constantly feel the stress of being pulled in a million different directions? I also want to take a real-life look at the devastating kind of stress, that chronic stress, that ongoing stress, because that's the kind that will definitely negatively impact your IBD. Now, for this kind of stress, I want to introduce you to my client, Abby, Abby, this is not her real name, but we're going to call her Abby for today. Abby had just as much stress as she could possibly take. Since coronavirus, Abby has had to quit her part-time job to stay at home with her kids. She started homeschooling them, and she felt really lost. A little while later, her dad was diagnosed with COVID-19, and he lives a whole plane ride away. and She couldn't see him or help with his care. And Abby's colitis started to suffer. Okay. That's what was going on with Abby and let's look about, let's look about how Abby was able to calm this chronic stress in her life through this three-step stress management plan. Number one, remember, we recognize. Abby recognized her thoughts and feelings for what they were. chronic stress brought on by sucky life events that were largely out of her control. Remember that aha moment? Remember the aha insight? That's the key. Abby had been in such overdrive for so long that she didn't even know that she wasn't in normal mode. It just kind of felt normal for her. I remember when she had this aha moment. It was so cool to be a part of it. We were talking in session and I literally, I literally heard her sigh like a I could almost see the weight being lifted from her shoulders. It was so cool. In step number two, Abby had a reframe. Was there a possibility of a reframe in this scenario? You know there was so much going on here. With chronic stress, there always is. What could possibly be done? After processing this with Abby, she realized that she was taking all of this on and she wasn't accepting help from the people in her life that were actually offering it. Abby, she was so lost in her grief, in her stress, and the need to be perfect and in control for her kids and family. Oh boy, I can so relate to that. For Abby, the reframe was in admitting she needed help. Abby's in-laws, who were healthy and they also lived close by, they offered to help with the kids sometimes. But she kept telling them, no, no, I have it under control. When Abby and I chatted about this, she made the decision that she would take her family up on their offer to help. Abby and I also talked about some dietary changes she could make that would help strengthen her digestive system during this time. And she also decided to make an appointment with her gastroenterologist to see if he had any ideas for her as well. That was step two, the reframe. Remember, step three is all about making friends with your stress. Now, Abby is still working on this one. She's still working through making friends with this kind of stress. And I get it. That's really hard. She's been through a lot. And like all of us IBD moms living in the time of COVID, it's a struggle. But she's adapted a few chronic stress-busting techniques from my stress management tool belt and she's working on it every day. I am so proud of her. Abby loves to dance and sing just like me. She loves to sing and dance so she's taking time to do that every day and it doesn't have to be a special moment planned for it. She's doing it in the shower or in her car or in the kitchen when she cooks dinner. She also started with a 10-minute meditation practice daily 10-minute meditation practice to help her with grounding. So there's a grounding meditation in the morning before she even gets out of bed. And then there's gratitude, a gratitude meditation at night before she goes to bed. These small and imperfect steps, they're making Abby feel a bit lighter already. Like I said, I am so proud of the steps that she's taken and I know you can do this too. Remember, This concept about stress management, it's never going to be about getting rid of stress completely, or really at all, actually, and it's never about perfection. It's about seeing stress as subjective and knowing we have the power over it. It doesn't make our IBD worse when we commit to making stress busting a practice that we work at little by little tweaking as we go, and we're already making massive steps in that direction. You can take this episode to the next level by downloading my free resource guide, your stress management tool belt. You can get that by going to karenhaley.com forward slash stress. And remember, I spell Karen with a Y. And as always, if you get stuck, reach out. I love it. I love it when you reach out and I love it to connect with you. If it's not making sense to you, if one of the strategies are feeling confusing or you're not having success with it, reach out. I am always happy to help. Email me at hello at karenhaley.com. May your gut healing journey be full of aha moments. And may you always wear that imaginary stress management tool belt because you never know when that acute stress or the chronic stress might come into your life. It might try to derail you from the incredible place you know you deserve to be. I'm wishing you a cheeky and healthy IBD journey. Bye for now. Thank you so much for joining me today and for listening to today's episode. When it comes to IBD, I know there's a lot of resources out there, and I'm truly honored that you chose the Tiki Podcast to get your IBD information today. If you found this information helpful, please give us a rating and review. It helps other moms find the podcast and see what we're doing over here to help IBD moms everywhere. And if you feel called to do it, share this podcast with an IBD mom who you know could really use an uplifting message today. Because that's what we're all about over here at the Cheeky Podcast. One last thing, if you're still with me, and if you are, you're definitely my kind of gal. We have to get to know each other better. If you're tired of living on the hamster wheel of IBD with all the ups and downs between flares and remission. If you're struggling to get control of your abdominal pain, gas, bloating, diarrhea and other troubling IBD symptoms. Go to my website, it's karenhaley.com, and my mom had to be just a little bit different, spell my name with a Y, so it's K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y.com, and schedule your very own free 30-minute IBD root cause troubleshooting session with me, where we discuss the challenges you've been having, we set goals to help you move forward, and we talk about how we can work together to help you get your life back. It's a power-packed 30 minutes. You don't have to live in IBD status quo. There's so much that can be done to transform your life so you can thrive in motherhood and thrive with IBD. I've seen my clients walk this path and it gives me so much joy to take that journey with them. My entire coaching practice is run online so you never have to leave your house and you never have to get out of your jamming or yoga pants for us to work together. You know I'm wearing them too. If you're ready to take your first amazing step towards healing, I'm ready to chat with you. Schedule your free 30-minute IBD root cause troubleshooting sesh today at karenhaley.com. Click on the work with me tab and I'll see you soon. It's important to note that the information in this podcast and in this episode is for general information purposes only and not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice. The statements made in the Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, either by me or my guests, is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Before implementing any new treatment protocols, do yourself a favor and consult your physician first. Thank you so much for listening, for being here, for saving this space for us to spend some time together. Until we chat again, I'm wishing you a cheeky and healthy IBD journey.